a rough one in St. Louis and a rough one to get things started. But we are here and we are live. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is January 18th, 2021. The Sharks lose a tough one in having struggles in the middle frame. Five to four over the St. Louis Blues. Uh, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame show. A little different tonight due to some issues with the YouTube. We are glad to be here on Twitter. Yes, right. Uh, so if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on the uh, chat. Join us with fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, damn you, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course our Discord. And of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. And of course, this happens when I'm running the show, of course. But most importantly, something special happens every time. <laughs> We have Shalena Goldman on, one of our longtime our guests, friends of the show. I mean, Shalena, first off, it's great to see you. It's great to see you, too. Thank you for having me. It's been too long. It's been way too long. And the last time I saw you was, yeah, that was that game right before everything caught. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time we spoke. That's the last time we, uh, we talked with each other, about 10 months. Well, here and there, of course. Uh, of course, I will mention, I do recall a uh, Instagram story of somebody dancing to Michael Jackson during the middle of the pandemic, which <laughs> I must say, I, I wish we had recorded it because we would love to share it on here because we need a bright spot after this game. But, um, you know, <laughs> Shalina, how are things? How, how has it been since uh, we last talked March 11th? Uh, I mean, I'm here. I'm alive. I have much shorter, darker hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a better office setup than I did before. Um, you know what? I, I really can't complain. Um, it's, it was kind of one of those things where I, the start of my year last year was already difficult. And when everything else shut down, I was kind of already there. So when everybody else started freaking out, I was like, welcome to the train wreck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> when Zoom happy hour. So... I, I really can't complain. I'm just happy that that's that sports are back. I'm happy that hockey's back. It's it's nice. It's it's really nice to have sports back. It, I mean, as much as the Sharks have struggled these last two games, uh, you appreciate everything that that's you know there rather than dealing with real world problems. You have uh, you know, hockey problems. I guess you could say. You know, so it's it's great to have you here. We appreciate each and every one of you on. Sorry that we are uh, over here on the uh, on the Twitter machine. You know, for those who uh, who missed uh, Twitter mission, I guess you can kind of have it there. So uh, appreciate you each and all joining us here on this night as the Sharks began a two game series with the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, they start off early you know i thought there was a good pressure going back and forth about 828 in you know LeBanc takes a slashing call but he makes up for it by getting uh getting a goal early uh and i thought you know kevin LeBanc had a good night overall yeah i think this was the best that i think this was his best game of the, you know the three that they've played 
um, that line in particular, it's kind of just been couture has been leading the show and both Timo and Kevin LeBanc hadn't done too much. I didn't see Timo as much tonight. I thought mm-hmm. he was much hungrier in that second game against Arizona. Um, but you know, even with that penalty early, I liked LeBanc's game much better tonight. Yeah. I thought he came out with a lot more gusto and, and yeah, we see the, you know, there's going to be good games from like, we'll use Timo as an example, not to say he had a bad game, but you you would see Meyer have a strong first couple of games, then it's not like, you know, it's going to balance out. Okay, he's not going to be on there right away. All right, Banker, Couture, let's go. Let's get games going. So uh, he gets a goal there, make it one nothing. Uh, then, you know, St. Louis, who comes off a horrific game, 8 nothing to Colorado, gives up five power play goals. They take another penalty for slashing Couture. And then Couture buries one on the power play. They left him wide open there. It was it was really interesting. Um, you know, the, I didn't. I re, I was really expecting for St. Louis to come into the game, come right into that first period, and be as strong as they were that you know that next forty minutes. They didn't have the gusto I thought they were going to come in with after getting just annihilated by the Avs last week. Right. Um, It was so, but you know, that's not to take away from the fact that I thought that, that, that the Sharks looked really strong in that first period, but I don't think that St. Louis was playing up to their potential at that, at that start either. Um, I think, you know, when they came into that second, I even tweeted this out before it happened. They came into the second really, really, really ready. And the the Sharks just, they kind of did something similar on Saturday in Arizona where they had this really strong first period and then they didn't completely fall flat or fall asleep, but they started just getting a little too loose. And those couple, you know, a couple little things are going to end up in the back of your net. I really liked Devin Dubnik's game for the most part. He had a couple goals. I didn't love that first one that Falk scored right, uh, right out of the bin. I didn't love, but yeah. I really liked his game for the most part. He, um, he looked really, really confident in that. I thought that, you know, he's, you know, like eight feet tall. So, you know, he's able to cover <laughs> so much space. Um, and I, I just, I, I thought he, I thought overall he actually did a pretty good job, but, you know, couples, you know, some sloppy play, especially in that second frame. Oh yeah. By the, by, you know, by the team in front of them that, and, you know, that ended up costing them. So even though, you know, they went two for three on the power play, they were much better in the face off circle mm-hmm. tonight, even though they had these things, you know, um, I think they blocked, yeah, they blocked 10 shots to St. Louis's four. Even though they had all these things going for them, a couple sloppy things. And you can't do that against a team like St. Louis. That's right. not just one of the best in their division, but they're one of the best teams in the, in the league right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think It'd be hard pressed to say to have Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis be the top three that goes into the playoffs from the West Division. You know, I, 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 I would be surprised. And, and you kind of expected St. Louis to come back with a vengeance with everything going on uh, after that game. So, but I also I want to ask you this because these games are in series. You know, these two game series to to help alleviate the travel and such. Do you see how how a team can you know, can learn from one game and then adjust it and look completely different in the second? Absolutely, absolutely. There's um, we saw we actually saw Arizona do this mm-hmm. against San Jose 
last week, they made adjustments from their first game where, you know, they definitely showed their rust. And then they came back and were able to be stronger in that second game. Yeah. So that's it. So the, the, I do believe that there is, you know, it's not quite a baseball type schedule, but you know, where you do play a team when you play a team more than once in a row and you, you, and you can learn things. So it's different from, Oh, we got beat by St. Louis. We need to learn from these mistakes, but you're going to play a totally different team. Um, that, that bit, that bit of familiar familiarity um, can work to the Sharks advantage. Now it can also work, to their disadvantage because St. Louis might be like, okay, well, they're going to take their foot off the gas in the second period. Oh, well, we can get around Eric Carlson on the outside, you know, so on and so forth. Right. Um, so it can go both ways, but I do, but I do see the potential since we saw it again with the Sharks lost opponent, I do see the potential to take this and be like, okay, we can learn from this and then immediately apply what we've learned in the next game. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you're gonna have that, and you're gonna it's it's almost like a little bit of a series early on. You kind of figure out everything that happens, and then the rest of the series, you kind of go flow through it, and you kind of know all the tendencies. Here it's just two games, and so you kind of get an idea of what they're gonna be like and what how you can adapt to it. Uh, we're getting some quotes, and AJ, thank you for getting these quotes uh, post game. Uh, from Logan Couture, I like our power play and the way we were attacking off the rush. We can improve all aspects of the game. Uh, and Burnsy saying, we haven't played a hockey in a long time. No excuse, just a fact. We're going to get better. Not Try not to think so much. Uh, and Burnsy also went on to say, there's a lot of things we can improve on. We are evaluating all the time. Uh, I actually, I, um, I actually agree with something that he's said about you know the constant eval um evaluation because right. i mean they because they because they are coming in with you know these crazy circumstances um they've i mean not that every other team has as well but you know they haven't played in their home barn this whole entire time because yeah. they can't and um they and there are a lot of different pieces to this team right now this isn't the, ex the exact same team as last year you have more new guys coming in you have you know and this is you know Bugner's you know first you know full this is going to be his first full season behind the bench right. so th there there is there, there is that evaluation period and like you said you know there, there there's no excuse um you know it's, that's just kind of how it is there it's not every team is going to get it right out right off you know right out of the gate in that first game. Um, but, you know, to what Logan said, there, there were a lot of, there, there were things that were good about their game. They just, there's also a lot that they still have to work on and still have to clean up. It's very rare, even if they'd gone three and O so far, I'm, there would still be things where there still be areas where, where Couture would be like, we need to clean this up. We still need to clean this up. But if, if, if a team doesn't think they have things to work on, then that's a concern. Right. And, and if you were moving smoothly and everything and dominating teams left and right, that's, yeah. I mean, you have nothing to worry about and keep going. But the thing is, is that, you know, you gave up four goals in the second period. You have what Falk right out of the penalty box, you know, Former Shark legend for 90 minutes, Mike Hoffman. <laughs> uh, you know, Burnsy gets one back to make it 3-2, but then, you know, Shen gets one to tie it up, and then near the end of the period, Falk gets a second one um, for that. You can't have four-goal periods, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think they said it on the broadcast tonight 
the Sharks were outscored in like nine to one in their first three games. In, yeah. And in, in that's, you know, in just in second periods, they've been just so heavily outscored. And I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far as to say that they didn't put that that they're not playing a full 60 or that, you know, they're only like a one period team. I wouldn't go that far by any means because they did still do some good things in that second period. But it's um, you, you can't do that, particularly against a team like St. Louis. That is um, not just, you know, coming off of that loss to Colorado, but um, they're they are a team that can make you pay. They're incredibly physical and they've also gotten faster. They're coming up closer to how Colorado is. And so you 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 have to be aware of that and trading off goals with them. That still that still kind of puts you on the edge. You can't give them any room to squeak in. And there were a couple points where Dubnik was rolling around on the ice trying to get, you know, trying to keep the puck out and wasn't getting, you know, a lot of help. Um and the team in front of him can't let that happen. No, and and that's the thing is that in and kind of we'll go through some of the chat because there is some something that a lot of people were saying, you know, Changeo T97 saying Dubnik looks solid tonight. Uh PT1680 was saying Dubik wasn't bad when Burns and Carl hung up to dry. Um, you know, you know, EK65 and Burns can't keep piling up minuses. I mean, uh, and of course, you know, Radio Rob, we should never trade away Mike Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the tough part. But yeah, Burnsy a minus two, Eric Carlson a minus three tonight. Uh, on the defensive side, you, you have Leonard and Hurdle along with uh, Marlowe and Kane and minus two. Um, it, it's tough. I mean, in and, and as much as I as I want to say they have some good firepower. This team, I don't think, is built to win six to five. No, well, I I don't think any team should be. That's just my personal opinion. I I don't think I think I don't think that's good hockey. Um, you want low scoring games. You want tighter defense. Um, you know, Burns and Burns and Carlson. You know, very similar stories. You know, they'll they both had points during this game where they looked really really good, mm-hmm. um, but then they were also on the ice when goals got scored. Um, and it's one of it's you know, both of them, especially early in seasons. That's kind of the, the the usual story. Is you see, is they'll just be on both ends of the spectrum every game. And yeah, like you just said, this team isn't built to give up that many goals because they they aren't capable of coming back um, and overcoming those, those those deficits. And and you can't do that. I think I think even people were complaining about how the Leafs were just scoring bunches and then just leaving Freddie Anderson out to dry as well. You you can't you can't do it. You just can't do whatsoever in that way and, and leave him hung out to dry. I mean, yeah, you look at how Dominic kept them in this game, but then you also look at you know twenty six saves on thirty or excuse me twenty seven saves on thirty two shots. An 844 save percentage. People are going to look at that and be like, ooh, that's not good. But when you deep dive into it, you're going to have something there. But okay, well, maybe it wasn't completely his fault. But even then, 844 is something the Sharks need to have improve net mining wise in order to uh, to win these games. Um, uh, So Couture gets his second from LeBanc and Shimmick. Shimmick, the I think Reddit 
the Sharks Reddit went crazy when Shimmick scored or uh, his first <laughs> point. Uh, I, I I don't know. Who, I, I mean, I'm new to Reddit, so it's all like, okay, go Shimmick for sure. Uh, but unfortunately, a bad line change bites the Sharks hard uh, with Kairou getting a, off a, a crazy shot. Uh, that beats Dubnik. Uh, that kind of looked like it went through the leg of a Sharks defender and passed Dubnik for the game winner. Um, there were a couple of those tonight, too. Yeah. There were a couple of those that seemed to kind of elude uh, Sharks' demon legs, and I'm sure Dubnik did not appreciate that. No. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, just that, that line change, I mean, that was just, that was rough to watch. That was just... Yeah, that wasn't good. You don't want to see that from any team. Um, Ky- I mean, Kyrie's shot was also crazy. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, the Blues took full advantage of that bad change. Um, but yeah, you you got it. Uh, the Sharks can't be doing that, especially if you're in a if you're in a back and forth battle with with you know with a team that's going to punish you like that. Yeah, and that's that's the t- tough part of it all because. You know who you're going up against. No disrespect to Arizona, but you you know St. Louis is hungry to to go back to the final. And uh, you know if you're a team that wants to get that fourth spot, it's like I said, top three I think are set. They'll jockey for position, but you know between four and eight, you know it's a fight for that one spot. And uh, you know you need games like this. And you know Thursday night Arizona, they had a lead. They lost it with three seconds left. Saturday, they they had a lead, lost it again. Tonight, they had a two nothing lead, and then of course, squat four goals, uh, and then eventually, you know, they come back to tie it, but they lose it uh, midway through the third. Uh, that being said, uh, some positivity, I guess, <laughs> is what we could use right now as to what what can go on with the sharks i mean yes it's three games in to a 56 game season but let's give them some kudos before we we tear this place down oh yeah there's no reason to go bury under the covers and hope that everybody gets traded like there's we we don't need to go there yet or fans don't need to go there yet Um, I, I, it's, again, it's early and they, and they, they are doing things well. They look much better right now than they did three games into last season. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, but this, you know, the sloppy play in the middle of games is, is, you know, is hurt, you know, is costing them. And that was even something in the first game, even though they won that game. Um, just these little miscues, um, you know, and like, yeah, you you also have to, have to give Arizona some credit. Like they, I know they've been kind of a down and out team for several seasons, but they looked pretty sharp in those first two games. So they're definitely a team that the Sharks have to contend with. Um, like we were, like you had mentioned before, though, um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. The Sharks do get to face the Blues again immediately, and there you can take a lot of positives from that. It's not just working on their own game, but Seeing okay, we know exactly who our who our opponent is. We just saw them two days ago, and I, I think you can get a better game strategy from right. that. And and that's where you're going to have to rely on looking at tape. I mean, looking at everything you've done, kind of seeing where you can improve. I mean, 
for instance, you know, the Sharks were awful in the faceoff circle last game. Tonight, they were, uh, you know, 53%. So definitely a vast improvement over the nightmare of it. Um, you know, they were two for three on the power play. We'll give them that. The power play isn't bad. You, you hold St. Louis scoreless on their power play chances, which is good. Um, so some some bright spots in, in there for sure. But, well, uh, that's, that's, that's something to look at, too, is that uh, St. Louis's special teams are not very good. That is, that is an area where the Sharks can beat them, and they did that tonight. But then you look at, okay, well, but our defense, but, you know, our defense five on five isn't showing up. What are we, you know, what's going on? Not, not, not to say that they didn't show up for the entire game, but, you know, just getting sloppy and getting behind plays, just that can't happen. And in potentially conditioning, getting back into game, game play for sure. Uh, another quote from Bugner coming in, you can only do so much after taking a while, you have to change personnel. So what was that in relation to? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. We can only do so much talking after a while. You have to change personnel. I'm curious as to what that's referring to. Uh, AJ, if you're able to give us any elaboration on that, because that's an interesting comment coming from a head coach three games in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've been in a locker room uh, with, uh, especially after the coaching change, what what how is uh Bugner different with as compared to his old bench boss PDB um he's Pete doesn't necessarily i i i don't know if he's still like this now that he's coaching Vegas or not um what i saw from Bugner in particular was that he was he has absolutely no problem changing up lines and giving different things a go if things aren't working. Um, and I'm not just talking about like mid game. DeBoer liked to shuffle up his lines in like the third period and then go back to the same ones next day. Bugner's uh, Bugner's not afraid um, to promote or demote guys. He's not afraid to change things up at any point. Um, so uh, again, I don't know. I don't know if AJ gave you any context to what that was about. So that, so that, so that could just be about the fact that he isn't afraid to shuffle things up. The fact that he's, uh, the fact that he's been with this team more than once, even before he became head coach, he knows a lot of these players really well. Um, and even so, he's not afraid to tell somebody, you know, you need to step your game up. I'm not happy with this. This needs to happen, and this needs to happen, and this needs to happen. He's very upfront about that, and I think that's good, especially for a team like this that's getting younger, and has guys that are coming in new and needing to take on more more responsibility. Yeah, and for the youngsters, they are expected to take that next step. It didn't happen last year, and we saw what happened there. The youngsters and the new players like Donato. Donato scored, you know, on Saturday against the Desert Dogs we'd have a drink here but you know could, can't right now uh, but you know those those guys need to be on the roll and we saw it you know a few years ago when LeBanc and Meyer came in you know you got to run with it you know uh spaced out Mike with a I guess a good comment there Sharks scoring first each game so far is good to see hashtag silver lining 
<laughs> that is good to see. No, it's definitely good to see them get on the board first. That that, that was a problem last season. It was even kind of a problem at the start of uh, the campaign before that, where they where they would run into trouble with getting in, especially getting into an early hole. Um, and so the fact that they don't have to, that they haven't had to dig out, that definitely gives them more more of you know um, a platform to win on. But I want to say it was maybe the 2013-14 season. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember because this is off the top of my head. I want to say it was the 2013-14 season where they got into a habit of scoring early and getting you know two, three goal leads and then just completely losing them. And you know they you know they 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 would get you know you know a goal or get two goals and it would look good and then Niemi would be like oh I'm not showing up now, and it's so it I it's one of those things where yes that yes that 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 is good but they have to be able to build off of that not just for that first period they need to be able to come out of you know come out of the come out of the intermission and still be playing strong. Right. And that's, that's the thing. You got to find consistency. I mean, granted they were, they had found consistency, easy for me to say consistency, (laughs) you know, by allowing a goal, like within the first five minutes of the period, that seemed like to be a nightmare, especially against Las Vegas. Okay. And and again, another thing to look for down the road, uh, hopefully for the sharks uh, as they will play again Thursday, against st louis uh, and this one starts at 5 30 uh yes. for sure uh on that one but how do you like these two game series I, I, we touched on it earlier as to you know how the you can kind of get back and see what you did wrong and and change things and two nights later how do you like this setup i um i actually like it a lot it's um, it, it, it is different, and they're also not seeing as many teams. It also affects kind of how you how as a reporter how I watch games. You know, you're used to watching so many teams all at the same time because you have all these you know you know because everyone's coming up on the schedule. But you know, the Sharks you know they're not they're not going to see Edmonton you know during this 56 game stretch. They're not going to see Vancouver like they normally do. Um, you know, having a two-game series against St. Louis or against Minnesota, it's it's kind of wacky. Um, but you know, so it, it changes how you watch it. Um, you know, from a writer and from a reporter standpoint. But then you, it it also affects um, I, and how you kind of plan. Just just from my standpoint, from watching it, it also affects um, sort of how you analyze each team. Because because teams have that chance to play that you know play each other multiple times within a short stretch and learn from all these things. So I mean it's definitely different. I, they're, they're, I like it. There's some certain things I don't love about it. Um, but um, I yeah I think I think overall it, it's 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 again it's definitely different. Uh, I, I, but I do like certain things about, you know, seeing a team multiple times just in that stretch and having it not be like a back-to-back situation or something. Right. Which, I mean, granted, I think the Sharks are going to have some. Uh, they have a couple um, coming up, not this month, but. Yeah. And, and to correct myself, and thank you, uh, Change OT uh, 97, it's Wednesday. I'm, you know, I'm so used to them literally being. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) You know, everything's just thrown off. It's like, we just went like, you know what? You have all your ideas. We're just (laughs) that. 
and get out of here. Sorry for the mic, folks. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of like that. It, and Hockey Stat Card saying, Eric Carlson's lowest-ranked skater on the ice tonight. Oh, God. Lovely. <laughs> One of the things about Eric Carlson, I think I'm sure that you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so clearly it doesn't matter that there was a 10-month layoff or whatever it is. He usually starts off his seasons a little slower. Even his Norris Trophy campaigns, um, he um, like his Octobers, he's usually kind of still getting into game shape, and then and you know, and then and then he exploded. Um, so it's just with Shimmick being you know coming back, and he's probably still not a hundred percent healthy. Um, when you have to be at blue line, guys like Eric Carlson are the guys who are going to get that you know more minutes, are going to get more play time. And so for him to make these egregious mistakes, that's what that's what hurts them more. I'm not saying it's all in Eric Carlson. However, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> however, he needs to be better. He, he needs to be definitely way better. Uh, indeed. Um, you know, it's I, I look at your earrings and I saw them on on Twitter earlier. It's <laughs> like they it, they kind of go with the Sharks fans right now, you know. There's, so, there's some so, so so one is sweet yes. and the other one is salty. I think for like this fits. They win, maybe I'll change them up. Right. I mean, seriously, it'd be great to to. Those might need to be on sale at the shark store. Is basically what you're saying. <laughs> um, Just have them in all teal. Right. Exactly. See. So Jonathan Becker, Doug Pence, if you're watching, and I know you do. Just saying. Let's. We might have to get to that. You, you know, put that in a value pack and make me a hella dude shirt. Uh, yes. Saying. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, HA checking in. Hey, bud. Uh, when you're the highest paid D in the league, there's no excuse to a slow start, in my opinion. Yeah. Not saying it's an excuse. I'm just pointing <laughs> out, like, because I remember looking at, I remember looking at it last. No, it was two seasons ago when um, when Carlson first came over to San Jose. I remember taking a look, um, just kind of back over the seasons, and that's just, just I how think he that's, is. That's just kind of how it is. And like I said, even his, you know, when he was, you know, the Nor, you know, the guy who won the Norris, he, like his. He he didn't shoot out the gate in October playing perfect hockey. This is kind of how he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and Laurel, our good friend. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Aww. hello dudes. Laurel, <laughs> I hope you had a nice birthday the other day, my friend. Hope you're well, doing happy well. belated, Laurel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hello dudes. <laughs> that that and uh, and and then the one you had tonight for uh, LeBank. Well, you had a bunch of them for LeBank. You were yeah. on a roll. It's it's fun. It's it's just it cracks me up. I do miss interviewing Kevin LeBang. He's a great interview. He's great to talk to, whether he's playing well or not. Um, he I mean he he'll he's a chatterbox. Great interview. I remember there was a it was a it was a practice. It was a, it was a non game day practice, and who somebody somebody else asked him. He said, you know, is your last name actually pronounced Lebans? And so he was like, yeah, you know, my parents are from such and such and such. And it is LeBanc, but then, we, but then they came over here and everybody says LeBanc. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? 
and it's just you know he makes fun of himself so that just makes it that just makes it more fun it's it's one of those things where you could you could totally picture him in in his head and you could hear like a little bit the new york accent coming yeah it's lebank in in the lebox and then he would score a la goal yes to which i'm like Hoping we can hear your Rick Jenneret impression, and I can't get in trouble for <laughs> this one, that. guys. That. That, 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 that was funny. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good one. I, I wish I did. That would have made this more fun, but sorry. All sorry right. To disappoint. We'll let it slide this time. <laughs> next time we might have to have that happen, especially if, if the banker deposits another one in the net for sure. Um, getting kind of getting back to that because you, you have been in the room. Tell me how how who's the best to I won't say the best, but who's one of your favorites to get a soundbite from or just ha- get lo- kind of you know what's the hair down per se of in the room. Well, one of the things I liked I I like talking to guys when the cameras aren't there. Um, that's just kind of a prevent. You know, when I worked for NBC, they liked me to ask stuff when the cameras were there. But I, I there are certain days a guy like Timo. I like talking to Timo better when there isn't uh, when there isn't a camera there. I remember talking to him on one of the first days of training camp last year, and I'm getting all ready to record and ask him stuff. He started asking me how my summer was. Uh, if there's a camera there, he's that's probably not going to happen. He's right. um, I I enjoyed talking to him. I think everybody knows her. I think everyone knows that Hurdle's great to talk to, <laughs> no matter what. You can talk to him about anything with him. He's wonderful. Um, I do miss I do miss talking to Brendan Dillon. He was always great to talk to. LeBang's really good. C- uh, Couture's wonderful to talk to. He remembers specific things and will go into X's and O's w- with you. Um, if you want to break down something, get really nitty gritty, um, he'll he'll stand and talk to you for forever. He's great to talk to. There isn't really anybody in there that's that's not. Fun, but those are kind of my the, the, those are kind of my guys who I, who I really like who um, who I like to talk to. Uh, Brent Burns. It wasn't it wasn't on a game day. It wasn't on a game day. I covered uh, I covered a thing that he did. This was actually outside the rink. I covered a thing he did at an elementary school in San Jose, um, and he was in you know he was you know helping all you know he was working with all of these kids, and he went into total dad mode, and it was just it was just the greatest thing ever and i sat to talk to him afterward and it was like talking to a little kid he and i are the same age and i felt like i was talking to this little kid who was also you know like two feet taller than me you, you know um, the, there was one time uh, i was able to and just because there's so much room at levi's but when i when i covered the outdoor game and that after that practice we got <laughs> Uh, we're we're waiting for Burnsy and everybody's starting to clear out and I, I forget who was talking to to Burnsy's wife and he's like yeah it's like having another kid and then all of a sudden you, you see him like bouncing all around going woohoo 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 woo. you know it's like yeah like a little little boy to uh yeah. bouncing all over the place but yeah I mean come on uh, Burnsy yeah. is just fun to to yeah. chat with for sure I mean really I mean that I mean that's a really good room you know the guys i mean they're all you know they're all professional they're all good to talk to um i am uh i am bummed that they're in arizona right now because matt nieto's back 
and Matt Nieto is wonderful, and I want to talk to him. <laughs> so hopefully, the te- hopefully they're able to come back to San Jose soon because he's because he's a doll. I caught I caught up with him um, when the Sharks played the Avs in the 2019 playoffs. Um, always a joy to talk to. Side note, sidebar, <laughs> since I'm on here, go for it. Um, I don't remember if I talked about this with you or not. I had a fan, so I did. I, I, so you know, right before Game One against Colorado, went to um, Avs practice. Um, went to talk to Nieto. Talked to a couple of, of the other guys in there. That's that's a good locker room. Um, and you know, and I, you know, I put you know, put my story up. And this one fan, I don't remember who it was. Uh, whoever this person was, did not like me, and went off on this tirade telling me that nobody cared that Matt Nieto is from Long Beach <laughs> and that nobody cares because he, what? you know, nobody wants to hear about him because he's not a shark anymore. And I, I was just, I was, I was like, okay, like you don't have to follow me if you don't want to. Dude. Wow. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're, you, you cannot, you cannot, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No offense to to anybody who's gonna say that. First off, I'm gonna offend you. Be like, how dare you talk to you know uh, to Shalana like that? But I mean, honestly, I mean, when you have when you talk about Matt Nieto, look at that guy. Look, you, look at I, mean, that guy. I mean, yes, one he's sharp, sharp as cheddar. But I mean, it's it's part <laughs> of the drinking game now. Long Beach native reference. Come on. All the time, I remember telling. I remember told. I told Randy Hahn that this fan had had gone off of me, and he was like, "You're kidding me! You have got to be kidding me!" Right? And I was like, "No, I'm not." Like, you know, it's just yeah. It's my that, little, well, my little sidebar. I I am disappointed. I mean, yeah, it, it, like, in and hockey and ghost Felix, number one. How dare you, Dot Kiff? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, I want that on. I want that on like a beanie. Right. I would. I would totally wear that. How dare you? Right. I mean, come on. That. That's great. That's. Yeah. That's one that's messed up. But yeah. uh, But Randy going. I remember. I remember telling him, and he was like, "What?" Like he was like he was like you're joking. I was like, "No, no." Somebody like legitimately was not happy with me, and was like, "Nobody cares." Oh boy. And I was like, "Since when?" It's like, what family are you from? Yeah. It was weird. It was so weird. It's nobody cares. Hmm. It sounds like he works for a sports station in the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Uh, AJ saying yes, and, and I completely agree with you. Uh, we're going to get Shalina here regularly. Yes. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I have more blazers and band tees that i can wear hey you know i can I, have a whole wardrobe you should you should stand back for a second and show I up should, the on- so you guys can see hey, now so in our I'm fashion wearing, sense so we're wearing the blue blazer and the jimmy page tee that i've had since high school nice yes yes yeah, so you know I, i'm not gonna lie that blue blazer i'm like waiting waiting for you to ask me to sit back down in my seat at the shark tank though well so <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't wear this to games because I would look like the SAP Center, uh, you know, like the people that work there. <laughs> I remember going to wear it one time, and I was like, "Ooh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't." People are going to ask me like where their seats are. 
but no, I, you know, I, I, I think if you follow Shalina on, on Instagram along with on Twitter, uh, I've always, you've always have your fancy fashion sense. And I'm like, wow, I, if I ever get into the press box one day, I better make sure my game is on strong. <laughs> I do that, that that that's the part of me that's very I know I know I know we're getting away from hockey. That's the part of me that is very, very girly. I love dressing up to go to games. I, I miss, you know, having my nice outfits change into for game night. I do I do miss that. But uh, but, but this Go ahead. But the, but this works. And this way I can also still wear my slippers. So that's a plus. And <laughs> not gonna lie, I talked to Randy Hahn about that last week. It's like, what are you gonna wear? You know, it's like, well, I don't know if we're going chest up. I mean, I don't know, but uh, I could still rock the fuzzy slippers if I wanted to. <laughs> there you go. There hey, you go. Why not? You know, I, I, I would. Well. Seriously, I mean, come on. What do you got to lose? I mean, exactly. We're all like this. I mean, I could show you the sharks shorts I have on, but I'll spare anybody. You know. <laughs> The girlfriend might be the only one's like, yeah, sure. And like, no, and everybody's <laughs> like, no, no, no. So. I have, I almost wore it today, but it was, um, but it was in the wash. So um, my boyfriend got me a don't mansplain hockey to me shirt. Oh, nice. Um, it was, it was, I, I, went, I went over to his place. This was like a couple of years ago. I went over to his place. He was like, so I got you something. And I was like, I'm, I'm assuming that it's like food. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's like i'm hungry come on and, there's this, and so and there was this shirt he was like i hope it fits it, it's it's awesome it's a great shirt i think i wore it into nbc one day um i wear it out um i would wear it out you know when things were open i wear it out and people that i know from my neighborhood would come up and be like so the capitals are doing da 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 like don't talk to me just stop they can uh. stop Oh jeez, no. Uh, Shalane is one of our favorite uh, reporters, writers, and everything. Uh, we always appreciate her because you know you and I think it was like within a couple of weeks of time we had you on, and then we had Brody on, uh, and that was the first year when it was myself, AJ. I see Chris is in the chat. You know Gentry as well. I mean, the four of us there, and you. You specifically, no offense, Brody, if you're watching, uh, you know, have you have always been supportive for for what we do for God, six years now. Holy crap! That's crazy. This is my ninth season covering the team. This is season number nine for me. How where crazy heck, is that? Where the heck did it go? And, and, How crazy and, is that? I was still writing for Bay Area Sports Guy the first time I came on here. Wow. Days ago. Wow. And it's, in 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 that nine years ago, so she was only sixteen at the time, folks. It was a child. Yes, absolutely. Well, my mom had my mom had to drive me. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, no. You're getting no Uber yet. You know, nope. No, no, no Berryessa station in San Jose yet. I mean, shoot. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. The, AJ, AJ. The, Brody was butthurt that Shalina's video got more views. <laughs> All right. Well, we're having fun, but, you know, let's let's commemorate something today. Today is Martin Luther King Day, and the NHL has been uh, talking about that, along with the 63rd anniversary of Willie O'Ree uh, breaking the color barrier, uh, playing with the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, the, the guy is finally getting his due. 
you know, and I'm glad, and he's been such a great hockey ambassador. And I know he's been all over the place. I, I know he came in for like uh, the all-star weekend, but he's usually here at least yearly basis. Um, he comes around maybe once a year. Yeah. It's maybe once a season. We see him. He, 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 he does so much work. Um, he, he does a lot. I know they showed something um, on TV earlier tonight um, that kind of highlighted it. He does a ton of work with youth hockey. He does a lot of work with youth hockey um, and has has a really, really good way of um, of talking to, not, you know, not, you know, not just, you know, like li- like little kids, but, you know, even like tweens who are kind of considering mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the game of hockey. He, he's done so much. And this the fact that it, it's he I mean, he he has been recognized, but I, I'm happy to see that he's getting the amount of recognition that he truly deserves. Finally, absolutely. Um, because he, he's just done so much for the game, even after he even after he stopped playing. Yeah, and it's it's so nice. And he's going to get his number retired by the Bruins uh, later this season, which I think is well overdue. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. He's he is a Hall of Famer now. So it's it's nice to see him finally gaining the kudos, especially for what he does in the community now. So uh, huge, huge stick taps to him. Uh, and of course, huge stick taps to you, Shalena, because I appreciate you every time you come on. Uh, it's always a good time. Uh, so as we wrap this up, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Oh, just come and find me on Twitter. Come, th- <laughs> come throw me a line. Just, you know. Don't try to tell me that you don't care that Matt Nieto's from Long oh. Beach because everybody cares. Everybody cares. That's important. And, and she said Long Beach, so Long Beach native reference. There you go. Yay. <laughs> She's at Shalana Goldman. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. If you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. <sighs> We're running out of those, uh, I think. If, if we aren't, you know, let us know by all means. Uh, and yes, this will be posted to YouTube later tonight. So if you are a subscriber, please hit that subscribe button, even though something happened. And it's this time, not my fault. So don't blame me this time. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday night, not Thursday, as I previously said, Wednesday night after the Sharks finish up their two-game series against the St. Louis Blues. That is at 530 uh the start time there so be on the lookout for that uh shalena as always appreciate you my dear thank you so much as always uh sharks fans appreciate it uh thank you for joining us we'll be back with you wednesday and until then keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone we will see you after the game on wednesday